Welcome to the Talent Brand Podcast by Talent Brand Alliance. My name is Will Staney. I am the CEO at Proactive Talent and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance with my fellow co-founder, Brian Cheney. Hey there, this is Brian, Director of Employer Brand at Indeed and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance. Now, the Talent Brand Alliance is a community for recruitment marketing and employer branding professionals who want to connect with and learn from their peers both online and offline. We're here to talk and learn about all things recruitment marketing, talent brand building, and talent brand technology with the employee experience storytellers that do this every day. You ready? Let's go. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Today, we have Holland Dombeck McHugh, Employer Brand Lead at Delta Airlines. Welcome so much, Holland. Welcome, Holland. Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we, we're so excited to have you here uh, joining us from um, hopefully beautiful Atlanta. Yes, I am down here in the South. It was a little chilly this weekend. Fall is finally upon us, but I am not complaining um, after the sweltering hot Atlanta summer. Nice. Well, cool. Let's, uh, let's, let's jump right into it. Holland, uh, tell us a little bit more about um, the company you work for and your role. Yeah, I work for, you know, this little airline called uh, Delta Airlines. Um, I, you may have heard of it. Uh, it's a brand new role. So I joined Delta in March of 2018, about six months before they redesigned their entire uh, town acquisition function. And wow. employer branding is one area that they decided to focus on in kind of the next evolution of um, Delta's town acquisition program and strategy. And so um, I joined the team in March and, and rounded out about a team of 40. So not 40 in EB, about 40 overall between service delivery, so the recruiting side, and then I sit within the operations uh, function, which is made up of um, tools, technology, system, process design, employer branding, DNI, so everything that's not recruiting that enables recruiting to be successful. So like all programs and ops. Which, exactly. All programs and ops. So I report up to a head of operations and then my peers are all program leaders over different specialties. And we work incredibly cross collaboratively um, to uh, project plan and to move Delta up the talent acquisition like maturity scale. I love that. It, it, to me, it sounds like it's, it, it's, it's sort of a natural place uh, for it to, to live when EB exists within the TA function because it's all mm-hmm. so, you know, operationally linked. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. And I, I look at it also from like a true enablement lens as well. Yeah. Um, so not to skip ahead too far, but I've, I've spent some of my career in uh, B2B in a field enablement capacity. And so when I think about recruiting operations and employer branding, we really are enabling the service delivery aspect of the business. And so us working cross collaboratively together to enable the success of the greater organization and the recruiters and, and uh, TA leaders that we support, it's absolutely a natural fit. It seems it's great because you're, you're, you are so aligned with the other people running all these different programs, but you're also sort of the mm-hmm. person that keeps everyone brand consistent. So no matter like how people are learning about Delta, whether that be through the DNI initiatives or through employee mm-hmm. referrals or through the mm-hmm. employer branding, that it's all sort of like this unified voice. You're Is the that- connective brand. Absolutely. Yeah, the connective. Exactly. <laughs> the fabric. Yeah. The, the ribbon. We'll go with fabric. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what kind of projects are you working on right now? 
Yeah, absolutely. So as we mentioned, uh, we are a brand new team. And so we are, which I think it's interesting in kind of the evolution of, of talent brand and, and EB as a whole, uh, everyone is, a, is at a different place in their maturity model and Delta, um, even be, you know, being this powerhouse um, of an organization and, and really having defined programs and, and other areas of business, talent acquisition is really just getting off the ground. And so from a project standpoint, I'm in a complete build mode right now. Um, so operationally, uh, we are um, in RFP right now for a new applicant tracking system. And so we are redoing our entire end-to-end technology stack. Um, that sounds so like ATS fun. It, it, it is a lot of fun. I, I love I that part. Love, I love building infrastructure, that, right? I mean, that's I do why yeah. all I do is build now, like and for that rare reason, because it's, it's kind of fun building your machine from the ground up. It, it really is. And, and we were in a really great, um, uh, we got super lucky in that we, as a team, kind of came in before an ATS had been implemented for us. And so we, instead of aligning our process to fit technology that was already installed, we're really getting to design um, our technology stack around the experience that we want to drive, um, which has been really phenomenal. So in, in, in going to RFP and, and considering kind of our ATS and just full end-to-end technology stack, experience was really at the core um, against the macro personas that we're attracting into our organization. And then more from an EB lens, um, really looking at um, reviewing our career splash page uh, as kind of an interim solution. It's not been touched in about 10 years. Um, So really, yeah. So really just uh, modernizing it, bringing it into alignment with the high-end consumer experience people um, come to expect from our organization as a whole. Uh, And then really working um, cross-collaboratively with marketing and communications on uh, aligned social program, which has been uh, really fun. And so those are kind of my my three big focus areas for the, the moment. Um, and then figuring out how to scale those long-term will kind of be that, that next tier that, um, you know, I look across or look to. Cool. Just something I'm interested in knowing too is, is, did you go through an exercise around, you know, building the strategy, you know, starting in March when you started to build this team before, you know, thinking about the tech stack? Um, like mm-hmm. what was sort of the process there when you're thinking, okay, well, if we're going to redo the whole text stack now, like did you use that as mm-hmm. an opportunity to kind of like what tools are going to reinforce our strategy or were you kind of like, what tools can we use and do we build a strategy? Cause I see a lot of companies kind of do it in, in the opposite order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, kind of a hybrid. So, um, first course of action for me was coming in, auditing the organization, auditing, um, tools that we currently had in our, um, you know, toolkit, um, investments that had already been made, um, uh, whether that be with vendors or, um, just, you know, existing, um, infrastructure. So phase one was doing an audit. Like what do we currently have in place? What contracts are going to either extend through the end of 2018 or um, beyond? And let's do a face value assessment of how those are working for us and how we can make the best of them. Um, So I'll give you one example. Um, There was a a, a LinkedIn recruiter investment uh, made before I came into the organization um, in January. And when I joined in March, there was still some limited adoption. You know, the team was new. 
we were forming, we were storming, and there wasn't a lot of focus in terms of, okay, how are we utilizing this tool and kind of the collective um, investment to really optimize and drive leads for the organization? And so my first course of action to optimize that existing platform was to build a really robust training program and partnership with LinkedIn. Um, I'm a firm believer that, again, that enablement factor, you have to give end users the tools and um, communications cadence in order to uh, be successful and to really garner return um, from your any investment that you're, you're making. So first course of action was clean audit, let's optimize what we already have. And then in the background, let's really look at strategy and build. Um, I'm really lucky I work for a strategy junkie. Um, like she just eats, lives and breathes like maturity models and strategic thinking um, all day long. And our, what I think is, is pretty neat is we put our um, hired managers kind of at the center of that conversation. And so we hosted an internal innovation lab um, where we invited different um, consumers of our current experience to come in uh, look at the different um, technologies that we were using in our process, go through kind of a rotational um, uh, like booth experience, if you will. And then we wanted their honest feedback, like what's working, what's not working, like where do we have opportunities, what has been your experience with this aspect of our process to date, um, and how can we be better? And we took all that information, so every piece of feedback that we collected through that innovation lab and we aggregated into, okay, what are common themes um, that came out of this innovation lab? Um, and then as an operational team, we weighted them. So the if, if one theme emerged and maybe there was eight people saying this one thing, it got place number one and so on and so forth. Um, we then took that to the leader of our TA function to say, Based on what the business is saying, this is where we think we need to focus in a new applicant tracking system and a clearly defined recruiting process absolutely emerged to the top. And so phase two, after we um, you know, roadmapped out uh, that we were going to focus on technology, we then again um, went back to the experience factor and we put our candidates now in, in the driver's seat. And so we mapped out from awareness through onboarding. Um, across kind of our, our big macro personas, what experience do we want them to have as they interact with our brand? And what are those moments that matter? So is it, you know, when they first learn about the company, when they submit their application and there's this, you know, historic dark period where you're not getting any correspondence, what can we do to bring those moments that matter in someone's job search forward and then go out and shop technology that's able to deliver against the experience that we want to put in market? Wow, that's very cool. And just, just full disclosure, when you say innovation lab, I think of uh, the <laughs> elementary school science fair where everybody's got the, the foam core cutouts and the stuff that yeah. printed on the back. And so your people are walking around and going, okay, show me what you got. You almost made her spit out her drink, which was <laughs> hilarious. Uh, <laughs> for those who are watching the video. you're not too far off. Yeah. Really? You're not too far off from that uh, description. So uh, our, our VP, like that was her whole vision. Like, let's make this feel kind of sciencey, experimental. Let's talk Very about cool. some of the things that have actually already escaped the lab. And so it really was a rotational come in. Um, it was very immersive. So there's different booths where you listen, there's booths where you read, there's booths where you participated. Um, and so we really tried to accentuate and 
um, tap into all the senses of the people that we had going through this experience or this lab to, you know, get them comfortable and, and create a space where they felt um, comfortable giving feedback. So I love that. That's exactly the vision and what was executed. Yeah, language and positioning is so important because it mm-hmm. can set the tone of, of, of sort of the feeling and in, in, in the way people interact in, in a project mm-hmm. like that. So awesome. I'm glad we asked that as a follow-up question because it, it, it brought out a lot of tidbits that I know are going to be really helpful for anybody listening to this podcast if they're thinking about mm-hmm. doing their own internal audit and, and building their tech stack. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. But let's, let's move a little bit to you. Uh, tell us like yeah. I mean, Holland, I've been watching you in the space. Uh, it, it's, it's just been awesome seeing your career grow and, and what you've been doing at Dell and learning a lot about that, you know, at Talent Brand Summit through when, when you were sharing. Um, but how did you get into this space? Tell us your story. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm going to give you like the 2008, I'm going back 10 years of story because I think it's incredibly relevant. Um, so I fell into this space like everyone did, um, but by process of elimination. Um, so I graduated from college in 2008, which was an incredibly rough time uh, to yeah. enter the workforce. There wasn't a lot of um, job opportunity, um, and for and what job opportunity was available, um, the, the, the compensation just was not comparable to what I was making um, in the retail space. And so I actually had been working at Walgreens uh, all through high school, all through college, and in 2008 when I um, put myself out on market and was, you know, absorbing the return, I decided that it was a safer play for me to stay at Walgreens, um, kind of see directionally where the economy was going to go. And so I worked as an assistant manager in retail for a year. Um, hold on, hold on, I'm getting... I'm getting the mental yeah. visual. Visual. I'm. 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 <clears throat> I'm picturing the vest. Uh, okay. Perfect. My Go mom ahead. works at Walgreens. <laughs> like. Really. Yeah. Awesome. Like she. she I will tell loves you. it. It's such a great company, and she's now it now is. in a. She's a pharmacy tech, and she's like in the pharmacy and making yeah. money and better hours. It's a great mm-hmm. company. Awesome. Absolutely fantastic company. Hands down. Um, even uh, during the recession, they were really committed to developing their people. And so I got put into a managerial training program at the age of 22. I was running um, a 30-person schedule. So I was scheduling not only tasks and activities to um, operationalize the store, but also coordinating schedules across 30 individuals. I was um, uh, career coaching, um, I was doing performance reviews, like it was the most hands-on like HR experience that I think at that age, I never would have gotten access to, um, except that, you know, I was in a position with Walgreens where that was their formula, um, really empowering teams on uh, the front line and the stores um, to really be owners of kind of their individual P&Ls and operations. And so really fantastic breeding ground. You were basically I, running a business. I was. I was running a business. And I will tell you, retail is just incredibly like humbling experience. And, and you're just in, working across all walks of life. And especially in like a pharmacy situation, like people are coming in and they're ill or maybe their child's ill and they're stressed. And so you're really having to learn, um, you know, em- like how to demonstrate empathy um, in your response. And you know, it's amazing training ground. Like I would not cash it in um, for any other experience, but I 
my heart was in marketing. I had gone to school to, to work in marketing formerly, and I thought experiential was the route that I wanted to go. So I knew that being a couple years out of school, uh, my resume did not lend well to going that route. And so I actually did an internship um, in the experiential space um, for six months, quickly realized that that's not the direction I wanted to go. And so I started um, interviewing at a couple of like staffing agencies to be a recruiter. Um, I was told very quickly by some of the big players in the staffing space, no names, that I would be a real crap recruiter. Um, no way, I, really? I know. Wow, in hindsight, <laughs> that's just hilarious. I, it's really, really funny. Um, and even like, it's again, funny how I fell into it. So um, put my resume on Monster again, like 10 years ago, like dating myself, um, was, was contacted by a recruiter uh, for one of their clients that they were um, looking to fill like a social media role for. Um, great, great conversation. At the end of the conversation, just really full transparency. She's like, I love you. I don't think you would be a cultural fit at our client, um, which is, again, like I just rejection after rejection, but she had a but, and the but was we have a marketing position here that we think you'd be an awesome fit for. We think that you're quirky and, you know, you'd really fit with the brand that, that we're building. And so that was um, Kinetics. And so Kinetics is owned by a woman by the name of Shannon Riso. And she had just taken on a minority um, partner named Chris Dunn, who was also um, blogging at the time, it still is, under the HR Capitalist, and then owned another multi-contributor blog called Fistful Talent. And he had just joined Kinetics. They went through kind of a V1 rebrand, and I was Chris's first marketing hire, um, and was kind of his right arm on the B2B side for Kinetics. And so my background and how I got into the talent acquisition space was developing uh, content for not only kinetics, but some of the properties that he owned. Um, so webinars, podcasts, white papers, really talking about um, anything and everything HR. And then at the time, like this is 2010, social recruiting and employer branding was starting to get more formalized. And so the center of our content always either heavily leaned or had some aspect of employer branding built in. Like one of my first webinars that I ever ran was for Tweet My Jobs um, pre-career art purchase and it was bootstrap yeah. your employer brand. It was this full like LL Cool J, like really fun, like kitschy uh, way to talk about um, employer branding, like not calling you to come back, like how do you look forward. Um, so really fun. And I did that for a few years. And again, just through the power of networking, I uh, was contacted by a girlfriend of mine who was interviewing for an organization here in Atlanta called Cox Enterprises and didn't think that she would be a fit, but thought it would be something that um, I, I would be interested in. And so it was really opportunity to stop writing about employer branding and to start actually practicing what I was preaching out in the marketplace. And so I joined Cox Enterprises at a time where they were merging five disparate recruiting teams into one shared service talent acquisition model. And so wow. I was their first EB hire. Um, a lot of that focus was around um, the ability to share talent on the back end through a shared applicant tracking system. And I raised my hand and said, great, but what are we doing externally to showcase that we are a connected brand that while you may not be a fit at our communications division, automotive is hiring this profile. And so um, 
just by raising my hand and having an idea to bring forward, um, got the seat at the table with, um, and I'm going to get a fine for saying that uh, seat at the table, um, got to present this concept to the chief human resources officers at the time who were leading those different divisions and got the keys to the car to say, go out and build it. Um, and that's how I got into the space and built a team from there, ran that for about four years, and then um, moved back into B2B for a short stint um, on the sales enablement side, and then joined Delta this past March. That's awesome. It's a long story, story, like I said, 10 yeah, years Yeah, no, no, it's, it's a good story because a lot of people in, into the space, they've taken a whole bunch of different paths. And so mm-hmm. the, the, the one constant I see in a lot of people's backgrounds is the entrepreneurial aspect. Yeah. So, yeah. To, so from Walgreens, when you were basically running, running your own business to thinking about how you can uh, wrangle all the different or, or herd mm-hmm. all the different cats uh, as, a, you know, mm-hmm. as an editor of Fistful of Talent and working at Kinetics and all those things, you have to be very entrepreneurial and you have to have a lot of self yeah, and that, that initiative yeah. to, to to raise your hand and jump in and and to say like, hey, like we need to be thinking about this other way. It's, it's same thing where I think both of us have instances in in our careers too, where we were in there. I think mm-hmm. your story really resonated with with me, and I felt kind of the same way when I started at VMware. Of, of it was just mm-hmm. me going in in a, in the job interview, pitching a completely different job and saying, hey, what mm-hmm. if I what about externally in the candidate experience and employer branding? And they're like, okay, let's try it. Right. And so mm-hmm. it, it's awesome. I love, I love hearing these stories and what's different and, and, and what's similar in, in a lot of them. It's awesome. So, and you've been doing this for a few years now and as, as a well-connected person, as somebody who, you know, understands marketing, understands communications and all those things, mm-hmm. um, you probably have met a few people along the way. Yes. And, and I'm curious, who really inspires you in the, in the talent brand space? Like, even if it's like big or small, right? If it's one little mm-hmm. thing or a way of thinking, who, uh, who really gets you going, gets you motivated? Yeah. Um, so first at the top of my list is Katrina Kibben. Um, so Katrina was the uh, former kind of like head director of marketing at Recruiting Daily. Um, but again, we were kind of kindred spirits in this. We were talking about employer branding and we we're developing content around it. Um, and she recently moved out and is now activating. Um, but she really approaches employer branding um, from a content copy, like quality of message lens. And I, I, I really like her enablement approach as well. So really um, teaching people to be better writers and improving out the, the value of the written word, um, how far that can um, pay off in terms of dividends. In terms of um, who is always on like my employer brand, um, you know, North Star or Pedestal when I was getting started, I've followed Jessica Lee's um, career very closely. Jessica was a blogger at this old talent uh, when I first took over the editorial seat from her. Um, and she uh, went to Marriott and just watching some of her early uh, work at Marriott was fantastic. You know, she, uh, I believe, either reported um, to Susan or uh, backfilled someone on her team. But Jessica joined Marriott at a time where she was able to stand up all their career social handles and really had some fun stuff around dating when you used to be able to gate uh, Facebook back in the day. She ran this amazing Zappos um, contest to like the page and get entered to a Zappos drawing. 
She also, um, from like a low budget activation standpoint, um, rolled out this beautiful Where I Belong, uh, just really simple. So you had a white piece of paper, um, you said why you belonged at Marriott, she took a picture, and that she became like running content across all their social channels. So it's been really fun to watch her go from this kind of inventive, like bootstrappy um, formula to just this beautiful, elegant, like very well-crafted um, brand today that is Marriott. And yeah. then um, locally, yeah, I mean, that, totally those like are those Marriott are two really good ones and something too that i think that's mm-hmm. um about b- both of those individuals mm-hmm. is they they're also they both are very authentic uh in totally. in, mm-hmm. in sharing online and sharing their their mm-hmm. journey um i mm-hmm. i love uh following katrina's tweets um mm-hmm. suit for raw and her face because she's super raw mm-hmm. and real and she's sharing this journey of her starting her own business and taking that leap and, yep. uh, and things like that. And so, um, th- that, that's what inspires me about those two is that just how much, how mm-hmm. auth- authentically they share and care about other yeah. people being better, mm-hmm. uh, as well. So thank you so yeah. much. Uh, Yo, yeah. I'm gonna give you one more just cause yeah. I need to get a okay. little Atlanta plug in. Um, so there's an awesome individual by the name of Philip Newman and Philip actually is not an EV leader. Philip leads a recruiting team um, in, in Home Depot's like e-commerce space. And what I love about Philip is he is a talent acquisition leader who is creating and cultivating a group of recruiters with employer brand at the core of their practice. So he has armed all of them to be kind of mini branders um, underneath this e-commerce umbrella. And they ultimately like their activity ladders up to the EV team over at Home Depot. But Philip is one team manager who I've really seen champion um, and really quickly grasp the value of employer branding and has pushed that into his process. And I will tell you as, as someone who, you know, follows the Atlanta recruiting space, it is paying dividends because it is, it is the brand that people are talking about and, and people are excited about, um, you know, the buzz that he and his team are creating from that recruiter seat, uh, which is awesome. That's great. Yeah. The, the cool thing about, uh, about talent brand Alliance is that you actually have not just people who are in EB roles, mm-hmm. but the critical mm-hmm. thing for the success of people in EB roles is a, a leader, a talent a acquisition, leader. talent yeah. attraction, a recruiting leader. Yeah who understands it. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. You, you almost need that yeah. more than you need that more than just like a, the best EB well, ideas in the world. First. You need that. You need someone. You need it first. Yeah. Yeah. It's first. So funny. Yeah. So I always think this is really interesting and I'm so glad that you guys are, cause that is exactly, you know, how I feel. It's always funny. You always hear like, well, how are you working with social and how are you working with comms and how are you working with marketing and like the whole con like conversation when you talk to EV leaders or if you're at like an EV conference is around like how are you working with these um you know congratulations on making it this and far into I'm the podcast maybe you're driving first. Like, let's hope you're not doing both of those things regardless join us march 26th through 28th in austin uh, texas for the town brand summit 2019 the town brand summit is a two-day experiential um, workshop you know, designed to pioneer the next level of employer branding and more specifically your own talent brand strategy leverage your peers yeah, as you 
spend two that, intense days building your talent and strategy leader, right? like and deepening your professional know, relationships in this growing field. As we open our playbooks and share what's working what's not in talent branding, also a great marketing person and skills and a network of talent brand peers and mentors, along with a culture framework to usher your own program into the future. This event is exclusively for talent acquisition leaders and employer branding and recruitment marketing practitioners. Does this sound like you? Go to talentbrand.org. Summit even in the start to mode, access it's to purchase your ticket today. And there's just these things you have to do to build an employer brand program to feed your, your hiring machine, right? Um, and, and, and to be proactive in it. And they start doing it sort of on the side and then it gets to be too mm-hmm. much and then they start, you know, building a team under it. But it starts with that recruiting. And that's why we're really adamant with Talent Brand Alliance it being not just people who are heads of employer branding or consultants that are doing it mm-hmm. in, in the field or agency, you know, individuals doing it. But like the TA leaders, because in a lot of organizations, they are the employer brand person as well, or they manage it directly. Yeah, it's it's one of the many things on their responsibility bullet list, right? Yes. Um, it might be but one down, of the big ones. It's it's a big one, but not everybody understands where it should rank, and so a lot of times okay. it ranks closer to the bottom because they're like, that I can't. I gotta get butts and seats. Yeah, I, I've got to get <laughs> I've got to get these jobs filled, and and this is the most direct way I know how to do that. And so, yeah, so, yeah it, absolutely. And if you're lucky enough as an employer brand leader to have had talent and a team that's supporting you, um, you know, embedding your people in your team manager's practice is huge. It's one thing that once I, um, you know, got a team under me at Cox, that was the first kind of course of business was aligning my um, different team members to the client groups that they were supporting and making sure that they had focus and recurring time with those leaders to understand their pipeline flow, understand um, their struggles and, and you know, um, what was working, what was not working um, so that they can quickly pivot and build strategies that supported um, those individual leaders and the businesses they were supporting. Yeah. And that's awesome. And, and like, let's, let's wrap it up real quick. Um, Cause I know we're getting close to the time, but tell us, um, you got a little bit of promotion to do. Um, one, we're super lucky that we have you as um, a talent, uh, talent brand alliance board member. And tell us a little bit about your committee um, that you're that you're leading. Um, I know you're recruiting for your committee as well. I am. Yeah. Um, so I uh, am heading up the marketing communications committee. And so our focus is really around um, activating the talent brand voice across all of the uh, other committees, but also out in the ether. And so really, um, you know, defining our brand voice, our core communications tenants, um, how we're showing up on the different channels that you um, love and consume content around uh, Talent Brand Alliance from. Um, and, and we're just getting started and we need a little bit of help. So as I'm thinking about you know, our committee structure, uh, we are going to have an individual over social, an individual over analytics. Um, I, I, you have to measure uh, what you're doing to know how to define your path forward. We'll have someone over brand communications and localized chapters. And so if you are interested in getting involved and helping, um, you know, perpetuate this community that we're building, um, by all means, uh, shoot me a tweet, send me a DM, and, and we will get you activated and involved. Speaking, speaking of charters, you, you actually uh, led our very first local charter there in your hometown of Atlanta. Tell us just a, just real quick about that and how that, how that event went. That was last month, right? Yeah, ab- ab- 
absolutely. Um, so, you know, coming out of the summit last year or last June, it's not even a year ago, which is know, it was crazy. like three months ago. <laughs> that was so long ago. Know, that was, that was so like, ago. like six months ago. Come on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so coming out of the summit, you know, really energized, excited, um, love the, the, the very um, conversational and knowledge sharing based format. Um, and I decided, you know, once a year was, was not going to suffice for me to get together um, with my peers. Um, and so I, you know, through my network here, I have an awesome uh, partner planning in crime. Her name is Kristen Giddings, and she heads up ED over at Racetrack. Um, you know, we had been having just like informal coffee chats and um, wanted to expand our circle. You know, we have a really growing community here in Atlanta. We're all facing the same challenges. And so uh, we had our first event and the, the format of that event was very much like true talent brand structure. We did a lean coffee with, which if people aren't familiar with the lean coffee uh, methodology, essentially you all come together and then you democratically decide what the agenda is going to be for the day. And so you rapid fire ideas and post-its, you upvote them as a group, and then the ones that have the most sticky factor, uh, you spend 10 minutes talking about. And then if you need to keep the conversation going, you say, yep, thumbs up, let's keep going. If you want to um, switch and move on to another conversation, you thumbs down and you press forward. And so it was really just a really awesome way to bring together um, practitioners and um, other members of, um, you know, our extended family. So recruiting leaders and, and partners. And we even had some people from communications uh, groups that were there. So really great way um, to just, you know, start a, lo a local community. That's um, awesome. I, we'll I, I love that format and I, I can't wait to, to, to see us apply it in, in some of the other places that we're, that we're, we're starting to look at other charters. We want to talk like, about this. Like maybe, maybe New York city, maybe yep. San Francisco, yes. Chicago, <laughs> um, a little city called Austin, Texas. Yep. Uh, so we're, we're looking at a lot of different places um, where, mm -hmm. where there are, uh, we have quite a few members in those. Yeah. yeah a lot of members. So we ask, right. We ask in the group where, where mm -hmm. are you from? And, uh, and mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we're, we're focusing on the areas where we have the biggest pockets of members so that we can mm -hmm. give them an opportunity to get together, learn from each other yeah. um, beyond just the, the digital community, but face to face. And they can clink some glasses and they can actually um, really get to relate to one another as just as, mm -hmm. as people. Yeah, because I mean, the, the, the community is best. I mean, we have to, in addition to the, the digital community day to day, asking each other questions and sharing and and sharing resources and things like that. Mm -hmm. We got to get in, in front of each other too and build those real life connections. You know, uh, it, it's so important. It, it, it creates context. Mm -hmm. It creates context in our relationships and mm -hmm. deeper uh, sharing and, and relationship building. And so I, I think this is a great next extension of what we're building as an organization mm -hmm. to have the online community, the annual, mm -hmm. uh, 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 you know, big summit event, mm -hmm. which is people from all over the US and in, and in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then also these localized chapters to, to meet more regularly. And then we also have the monthly, the monthly events, which are, which are virtual, the, the monthly mm -hmm. meeting. Where, yeah. The member calls mm -hmm. uh, monthly. Mm -hmm. So James mm -hmm. Ellis is leading those, um, yeah. and mm -hmm. just really digging into a topic, um, so that you can not only, Hey, like a lot of people will post a question, 
in the group. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it goes beyond that to, Hey, how many people can you actually tell a story there? Because there's only mm -hmm. so many people get by typing into a comment field on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. I, I, so I love it. I, I just, I love what we're building. Um, I get really excited mm -hmm. every time I talk to you, Holland, um, you know, in, in, uh, in, in some of the plans that you have um, on the marketing comms community and how we kind of blow this thing out and get more people involved. Mm -hmm. Because I think between what we're doing from the online events and then the in-person mm -hmm. um, uh, events and the localized chapters, I think we're really building mm -hmm. something uh, special and we're just super happy to have you uh, as a part of it, Holland. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, so and I'm, so I'm happy to be along. So I lucky. I love, you know, kind of this um, mix of ways to get involved. Um, one, you know, speaks to the ethos of Talent Brain Alliance and that there are no experts. Um, and so creating these different communities and channels of learning um, destinations, I, I just think it's really critical to, you know, move the, or the industry and our little um, piece of it forward as a whole. And so thank you guys for, you know, um, having the foresight to develop these different learning tracks. Well, speaking of learning, um, I, I know, you know, I'm starting to get to really know you as a person and know little, mm -hmm. little things about you and, and what would you be comfortable sharing? Can you tell us one thing that people might not know about you or would find surprising? Yeah, close this out with a little uh, bit of information on, you know, that we don't know already. Uh, so for the few people who I've, I've granted permission to follow me on my private, <laughs> uh, Instagram, uh, channel. Uh, I am a hip hop dancer, uh, not like a quality one, but I, for me, like dance and movement and just getting out and like connecting with music and rhythm, uh, is my ultimate like stress relief. And so every Monday and Tuesday, you can find me, um, up the road, taking a hip hop class from a former like DLC backup dancer slash. That is amazing. Um, and, awesome. Yeah. Love it. And so again, it's, it's, if I let you in, there may be some like Kiki challenge videos or, or dance recital videos that, that you can check out. <laughs> That's awesome. I am totally, I, I don't know if I, if, if I am following you yet on Instagram, but I'm, I'm going to request now. I'm, it's awesome. I'm, I'm abs I absolutely consider myself one of the lucky ones because I've seen some of those dance moves <laughs> and you are a quality dancer. So I just want to clarify. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Holland, thank you so much for joining and thank you podcast listeners for, for, for tuning in. Uh, we catch you on the next, uh, talent brand podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Holland. Thanks guys. Talk soon. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Talent Brand Podcast brought to you by the Talent Brand Alliance. If you're an employee experience storyteller, don't forget to join the Talent Brand Alliance group and learn more about the next summit event at talentbrand.org. That's talentbrand.org. Congratulations on making it this far into the podcast. Maybe you're asleep. Maybe you're driving. Let's hope you're not doing both of those things. Regardless, join us March 26th through 28th in Austin, Texas for the Talent Brand Summit 2019. The Talent Brand Summit is a two-day experiential workshop designed to pioneer the next level of employer branding and more specifically, your own talent brand strategy. Leverage your peers as you spend two intense days building your talent brand strategy and deepening your professional relationships in this growing field as we open our playbooks and share what's working and what's not in talent branding. 
You'll lead the summit with tomahawk and archery skills, a network of talent brand peers and mentors, along with a tangible framework to usher your own program into the future. This event is exclusively for talent acquisition leaders and employer branding and recruitment marketing practitioners. Does this sound like you? Go to talentbrand.org summit to request access to purchase your ticket today.